the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, AskDefensive.com, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now, your special guest host filling in for Philip this week, former California State Senator Mike Morrell. Well, welcome. You're here at Firing Line today. Uh, your host, Philip Naiman, is gone today, and I'll be your host for the next hour. My name is Mike Morrell. Uh, I previously had been in the California State Senate representing the majority of San Bernardino and Riverside County, and I was termed out a couple of years ago. And so since I've been doing uh, sales and marketing consulting, some political consulting, I'm proud to say I'm on the board of ACU, which is Arizona Christian University, a uh, university that still believes in God and the United States Constitution. Um, and also, as I've thought about what else are my next steps, I appreciate Mr. Philip Naiman allowing me this hour to spend with you to talk about our Second Amendment. Another thing, too, as I left the Senate, I considered, uh, you know, what, what else do I do next? And I remember uh, the wisdom of Solomon. King Solomon says that the duty of a father is to leave an inheritance to his children's children, which is uh, goes beyond just the financial, but also the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the freedom to be governed by consent, and uh, the freedom of property rights, and the freedom to bear arms, to protect over ourselves and our loved ones and our property. And just recently, what I wanted to do is I published a book that just got released, and Philip said I can mention this. It's called The Road to Restoring the Family. Uh, my belief is a solid, strong family will make for a strong America. And so what I did is I wrote out um, in this book the best possible advice that I could give to my kids and my grandkids to pass on that inheritance, to to make them prosper, um, not just economically, but politically, uh, morally, on educationally, uh, choosing a college, on their purpose and destiny in life, and in our duties as parents and grandparents to defend freedom for future generations. And so um, that is available on Amazon. And so now we'll begin our show. And again, I just want to thank the audience and Philip Naiman for allowing me to be your host today. I'm honored to be here again here at Firing Line. So we'll just jump into this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the Second Amendment, boy, a lot going on. There's a frantic debate, isn't there, about gun right owners? Um, there is an example of just hysteria that's going on. A member of Congress alleges that those of us who believes in the right to bear arms, that we are enablers to mass murder. So I'd like to know what our audience thinks about that. I think it's, it's ridiculous. And uh, to call law-abiding citizens... Um, enablers to mass murder. So they are playing for keeps, ladies and gentlemen. So so I'd like to know your thoughts, but also what do we do on these things? Well, we, we need to uh, be informed. Uh, I like Senator Kennedy. I believe he's from, I think, Arkansas. Um, and he was on a committee just this week with Mayorkas. And I guess Mr. Mayorkas is against uh, assault rifles and AK-47s. And so wisely, Senator Kennedy asked my Orcas, um, what is it about these assault rifles that you do not like? And uh, my Orcas could not answer that question. So uh, Senator Kennedy made it easier for him and said, well, is it the magazine um, or is there something about the barrel of the gun? 
And again, Mr. Mayorkas couldn't answer that, and he seemed to be getting nervous. And then finally, he came out and said, well, everybody knows it's it's self-evident truth. So anyway, he sure hedged his bets, and he could never answer those simple questions, what it was that offends him about that. And the reason I bring out assault rifles is the crime of today, crime's going up, we know, murder, uh, theft, breaking in the stores. But also, it seems it's becoming more popular amongst criminals for home invasions, right? And so, uh, should we have the right to protect um, and defend our life and our property and that of our loved ones? But here's the thing. These crimes that are being committed are typically by guns, not AK-47s. And typically, they're stolen. um, And so, it, it has been historically true that there's a formula to decrease crime. First of all, Solomon tells us that too in Proverbs, that a wise ruler who wants stability in his land, a king who wants stability and peace in his land amongst the citizens will punish wrongdoers severely. And so that means we don't, we, that means we make them have bail. And if they do wrong and they're convicted by a jury of their peers, uh, they go to prison. But today we seem to have no bail and release them and uh, whenever that happens, uh, you know, we're either going to live up to our higher nature or our lower nature. And when we descend to the lower nature, we commit all sorts of uh, crimes that are bad for um, society. And so, and so we should have uh, stricter laws, not against guns, but against criminals. And again, the number one thing right now seems to be popular is home invasions, which puts a fear into me. I don't want that to happen to me or my wife or my kids. But um, again, historically, with tough laws and responsible gun ownerships, and as we prosecute to the greatest extent possible under the laws, those who commit gun-related crimes or possess these weapons illegally, that crime does in fact decrease, ladies and gentlemen. Consider Chicago. They call it the murder capital of the world. And it's interesting to me, they have draconian gun laws. And it's not AK-47s or assault rifles. The weapon of choice seems to be pistols, even amongst gang-related executions, seems to be uh, 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 pistols. And again, they have the strictest gun laws, I think, in the the country. So consider those things. Also, another thought we want to consider is some of these recent, recent shootings that we've seen in Arizona, Colorado, and Newtown were done by uh, severely mentally ill, handicapped people um, who, by all accounts, should have been incarcerated. Even our Los Angeles Times, uh, the progressive paper admits that there is a connection between severe mental illness and people who mass murder. But listen to this. The progressives or the liberals or the socialists who are um, slouching towards uh, communism, these progressives advocate, who advocate gun control, also oppose um, incarcerating the severely mentally ill with a history of mental illness. And um, even though they have definitely exhibited um, that they're poised for obvious dangers to society. And so also other organizations like ACLU, Um, believe that it is better to disarm the entire population of the United States of America and to deprive us of our constitutional freedoms than to incarcerate the severely mentally ill and dangerous people who are prone to engage in these violent crimes that we are seeing over and over again. So Philip asked me to give a little bit about history, and so I'd like to go back in the time. He asked me if I would discuss, and I'd love to discuss, Um, a little bit about how America, we came up with our gun laws, but you have to go back and even visit even further in that. He wanted me to talk a little bit about uh, 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 English common law, which I'll do in a few seconds here. But um, the framers and the adopters of the Second Amendment were generally ardent supporters of a well-regulated liberty. And the reason why is if you get, you know, standing army and governments get too big, eventually it descends into uh, anarchy and licentiousness. And this has been studied as far back as the Roman 
history. And so the Federalists, Federalists who wrote the Constitution realized um, that tyranny and big government is not good for our rights. They will overstep their boundaries most of the time. So that's why, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, why the founders called it limited constitutional government. Government's powers are to be limited. In fact, there was only 18 enumerated powers that, that Congress was allowed to do. Half of those were on the national defense, and the almost the complete second half was having to do with businesses and that, that sort of thing. But getting back to English uh, common law, uh, Blackstone, an English man, wrote his commentaries on laws of England. It was a well-known uh, work that our founders read and understood. And Blackstone referred that the natural right, and by the natural right, it means we, get, we, we receive our rights from God, not government, but the right of resistance and self-preservation, which is necessary to the right of having arms and using arms for self-preservation and for our defense. And so that, then we took what he had said and incorporated into our Second Amendment, realizing, recognizing that rights actually pre-existed before our constitutional rights, these natural rights given us um, through what the Declaration of Independence is in the first paragraph, the laws of nature, nature, God, which after this commercial, I'm gonna discuss about those laws. So hold on and we'll be back. Springtime is just around the corner. Soon, it'll be time to get back outdoors and soak up a little sun. And we need it. So why not enjoy the outdoors with the things you love in the field or the range, in the lake, or even in the stream? It's a great time now to get stocked up with the gear you need. Turner's Outdoorsman is California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971. And it even has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and member specials sent directly to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman's, savings you deserve on the gear you need. It's definitely expensive to advertise for your business, but not advertising is more costly to your bottom line, especially in this current economic climate. While we all know that sending Christmas cards to family and friends is an American tradition, we forget to extend that tradition to our customers and business associates. So show your appreciation for customer loyalty and remind clients that you and your company are still ready for their business. But don't just send any card to take advantage of the marketing opportunity that you're looking for. Your cards need to stand out. IndustryGreetings.com specializes in industry-specific Christmas cards. Whether you're an accountant, contractor, realtor, welder, or anything in between, our creative and exclusive card designs are the perfect fit. So head over to IndustryGreetings.com and search by your industry. Or check out our patriotic or religious Christmas cards and order today. That's IndustryGreetings.com or call them at 800-431-9161. IndustryGreetings.com, 800-431-9161. I use them, so should you. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Welcome back. Thank you for coming back. I hope you didn't hang up on me. Uh, lots more. And I, my duty today and my uh, goal is to try to steal as much information to make us so we can take these arguments into the marketplace to defend our right to bear guns. So let me get back to these natural rights. The founders believed... And I'm going to tell you a little story here about the laws of nature and nature's God. And um, the socialists in our country, the progressives, do not like this phrase. Many of them don't even know what it means. It's the whole basis of law in America, and actually our Constitution rests upon the laws of nature and nature's God. And you'll see why in a minute. It means, if you look at the first paragraph... That phrase is in there, and the second paragraph begins, and it tells you what the laws of nature means. It begins with, we hold these truths to be self-evident, because there is such a thing as self-evident truth, right? Um, C.S. Lewis, if you remember, if you read his book, Mere Christianity, gives 
five or ten examples of just common sense. He talks about if a person murders, that person does not stay at the scene of the crime, wait for the police to come and say, I did it because I thought I was doing a, a, a favor for society. No, they run, they flee. They hide and then they lie, right? That that's just the natural law working within us, you know, um, and and that is just uh, so. The founders knew that there is self-evident truth. You can't have eight billion people in the world all proceeding in eight billion or eight yeah eight billion different directions. So um, that's why these laws of nature were were important. And so back twenty or twenty-five years ago, if you remember. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas was being confirmed to the Supreme Court. And the reason I mention that is these senators, particularly one, wanted to know how he was going to make his decisions if appointed to the bench. And what these progressives are concerned about is they do not like our founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, Constitution, and they call it a living documents. What they mean is truth changes, right? What the guys meant back 250 years ago doesn't mean the same thing today. That way they can make up and say the founders, you know, believe all sorts of things and we can change because there is no self-evident truth. So this senator asked Justice Thomas, who was not a justice at the time, how he's going to make his decisions. And he said, um, quoting, and I want to read the phrase, the whole phrase. He, well, I'm just, he said, according to the laws of nature, nature's God. Here's what the fair, first paragraph of the Declaration of Independence states. And to assume among the, among the powers of the earth and separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them to. A decent respect to the opinions of man." or mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation as they're leaving England. And that's why the next paragraph says, based on the laws of nature, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain rights. And by the way, these rights are unalienable, meaning they can never be taken from us. So when Clarence Thomas said, according to the laws of nature and nature's God, meaning God places in the human nature and history the moral law and self-evident truth that we can discover as we study history as well as human nature and uh, ultimately coming back to the laws that God has placed there. So when Clarence Thomas mentioned that word, uh, the laws of nature and nature's God, this senator who asked him how he'd make his decision scoffed when he heard the word God and said, where did you get that from? Now think about that. You have a U.S. senator who does not know that that is contained in the first paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, which means there is self-evident truth at which the Constitution rests upon. Here's what I'd like you to know. That senator's name is now our President of the United States, Joseph Biden. And I believe he's on his way to try to destroy these documents, and I'll explain to you why. The last president under uh, Donald Trump formed the 1776 Commission. And uh, one of the people he appointed to head up that was president of Hillsdale College, Dr. Larry Arn, friend of mine. And um, make a long story short, the goal was to restore those political principles back to their rightful place in American political life and teaching the citizens to relearn and rediscover and teach to others what made our country the most freest and prosperous nation in the history of the world. And so this commission was a good thing, right? Restoring the documents. Do you realize, from what I've heard, Joseph Biden on his first day of office did an executive order to get rid of and eliminate the 1776 project. He did not want these principles to be retaught. These principles, which protect our Second Amendment, as well as our right to religion and free speech. Ladies and gentlemen, there is an assault, not just on the Second Amendment, but also on our United States Constitution and our Declaration of Independence, which it is not a um, living document. So I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> I know I did. Um, getting back to English common law, there was a principle back in the day which they called the Castle Doctrine. And what that means, you've probably heard the term a man's home is a castle. In other words, all of us citizens who have a home, we should be able to get behind that door, turn on our TV, eat our dinner, 
and that should be a place of refuge and peace. No one should have the right to be an intruder and break in. So in English common law, um, their uh, parliament said that individuals do have a right to reasonable force, including deadly force, to protect themselves against an intruder in their home. And so anyway, that castle law has made it over to the United States back during the period of the founding, as well as even in the 80s, a, a, a handful of states uh, reinstituted that castle law, but they changed it. Some of the states changed the name, which I really appreciate it, um, from Clint, Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's movie, Dirty Harry. It was called, uh, they named it the Make My Day Laws, <laughs> which addressed immunity from prosecution in the use of deadly force against another who unlaws, unlawfully and forcibly enters a person's residence. Uh, Florida also in 2005 passed a law uh, related to the Castle Doctrine, which expanded that premise, and they called it the Stand Your Ground, or the duty to self-defense to protect you and your family. And so anyway, those are some of the things that's been instituted within our laws, and that's where our founders first got... Um, from the castle law, from British common law, our idea of a Second Amendment. And so, but it seems today, folks, that our Second Amendment is changing rapidly. Um, many politicians and groups on the left are trying to disarm us, folks, and trying to take our um, right to bear arms away. I am fully supportive if a criminal commits a crime they should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law and put in prison for as many years as they can but um, law abiding citizens responsible citizens should have the right to bear arms to protect our family and our loved ones and including our property so James Madison here's what he said as we get into the founding area why the second amendment James Madison believed that it is the right of the people to keep and bear arms it shall not be infringed upon. A well-armed and well-regulated militia is necessary for the best security of a free nation. Now that has changed because the stakes are higher as we have nations with nep uh, weapons of mass destruction. So we do need a standing army. But I still believe, as the Second Amendment does read, Quote, it says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And they believe this came from the natural law, natural rights, that we have the right to be able to have arms to protect ourselves, but also we should have a well-regulated um, uh, militia. And here's why. And this is historically accurate and true. Uh, those of the revolutionary generation believe that standing armies were dangerous to liberty. Now today, because of the increase in you know, weapons across the world, I, I think we do need a standing army. But it's still important that America should have militias made up of citizen, sh um, citizen sh um, soldiers. Um, our founders reason because they were more suitable to the character of Republican government. There was a gentleman named Eldridge Jerry who debated the first militia bill in 1789 and I love how he articulates it. He says whenever governments mean to invade the rights and liberties of the people they always attempt to destroy the militia. So we're going to take a break, hold it there and then next we're going we're gonna to talk about um, why militias are necessary to keep this, um, our states free. So come on back in just a few seconds here, folks. We look forward to seeing you. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. 
Solution, do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans! Lay down your weapons! Persians! Come and get them! Welcome back to the firing line. Again, I'm your host, Mike Morrell. Mr. Naiman is out today, and I actually think he's out having a good time. Uh, his son's graduating from medical school, and I think he and his wife are going to take a little trip. So anyway, I'm the uh, formerly uh, the senator representing the 23rd Senate District. I was termed out approximately two years ago. Uh, And I just finished publishing a book, The Road to Restoring the Family. Again, a strong family will make for a strong America, and you can purchase that on Amazon. So let's go on to these progressives who want to take away our rights to protect ourselves. Uh, Madison and others uh, founders called the rights of human nature. The founders believed today was just a delusional characteristic of the 18th century. Science, they believe has proven, they use those words, but science has not proven, but they say that they have proved that there's no such thing as a permanent human nature. And we are always involving so, so far as social conditions. Therefore, their duty, they believe, is no self-evident truth, which is contrary to the Declaration of Independence, right? And so they believe that the primary of government, listen to this, the the object of government should always be in the hands of experts, meaning we the people, we don't know what they're doing. A government of consent, um, a government of, by, and for the people, we have no idea what they're doing, so they want to put it in the hands of the experts. This is the real origin of today's gun control hysteria. They want professional police forces and the military and they have rendered they believe that armed citizens are no longer useful to our society and they believe that no individual should be responsible listen to this for the defense of himself or his loved ones we should not have a right to defend ourselves or our loved ones folks this is dangerous this is evil and they are waging war against our right to protect over our family and our loved ones as well as our property. Again, I just want to re-read what they believe is this should be in the hands of experts who are in the government with a police state and that we, the people, no individual should ha- be responsible for the defense of him or herself or their family, and, but we should leave it up to the experts. The idea of individual responsibilities along with individual rights is in fact incompatible with their progressive, socialistic, communistic vision of the words, the common welfare. Folks, this is dangerous. Government was made to work for us, not against us. uh, These politicians are supposed to be our servant and not our master. Um, Ronald Reagan said, look at it this way, the car is the government. 
the driver of the car are we the people. We, the people, tell the car which way to go, not the other way around. Here's another thought. The Declaration of Independence states this. Governments are instituted amongst men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That's the first time that phrase was ever placed in any political document, meaning it's it's we the people. That's why the Constitution, those first three words are we the people, and later says a government of, by the, and for the people. We give our consent how we want to be governed, not the other way around. Folks, government's telling us how to live their lives. That's why earlier I mentioned in the program there's only 18 enumerated powers that Congress can do. There's hundreds of things they do now that overstep their boundary. That's why we have to relearn and institute these things back to limit government's power, which will give us more freedom, more economic prosperity, and the right for us to bear arms and to protect our individual rights and that of our families. So uh, we've got to put these uh, um, political, these professional politicians back in their place and remind them that they work for us, okay? And here's why. Here's what's dangerous. Think about history. Think about China under Mao, Chairman Mao, 1927. He stated that political power grows out of the barrel of a gun. Now, he did not say that the people should have guns. He wanted his um, professional police force and military to have guns. And so China today continues to have a total near ban on civilian ownership of firearms, which is a very dangerous place to be a citizen um, who cannot protect themselves. Consider this, another beautiful country, North Korea, has a complete ban on citizens owning arms. They state that no civilians at all may own guns or ammunition, and the penalty for owning a gun or getting caught with even a bullet is up to 10 years in the beautiful country that no one would want to live in North Korea. Venezuela, a few years back, banned all private firearms, outlined where citizens could no longer own guns. And I don't know if you followed that country, but just uh, not that many years ago, they were the fourth largest economy. Uh, But they've gone through some recent big problems economically, politically, morally. Their inflation was running so high, it was expensive, jobs were down, and results. um, Citizens were actually, I read, and this is again a few years back, uh, but under this leadership, and their new ways of running government by an army, uh, uh, which that who controls Venezuela, the average citizen lost 22 pounds because there was not a whole lot of food available. And in fact, um, there were stories that they were breaking in the zoos, sadly breaking in the zoos, and uh, eating the animals there. So that's what you get when you have a despotic government who's ruled by force and fear which is what the socialists want to do here in our United States of America. And that's why they are intent on destroying our constitutional um, principles. And we do not want to be ruled by force, ladies and gentlemen. We want freedom. And so the preamble of the Constitution stipulates, and again, those three beautiful words is we the people. We have to take back our government. We the people do ordain and establish this Constitution of the United States. It is important to know that the people establish the Constitution, not the other way around. So anyway, it's the same thing with the Declaration of Independence. So this contract, by the people, delegate power to the government. Remember, we're supposed to be telling government what to do, not the other way around. And it's to be exercised for our benefit our benefit, not government's benefit. Government's gotten too big. There's only three branches of government, but now they say they have four. And that's all these committees and all these independent uh, bureaucracies, thousands of it, they have created to take power away from us, from the free markets, from citizens, from our school boards. Um, Think about this just real quick on schools. America was once number one. Uh, across the world in education. California was number one in America. And today we are slouching towards third world nations, ladies and gentlemen. I think, for an example, we're 38th in math. And that's because we took local control away and put one big bureaucracy in a one-size-fits-all back in Washington, D.C., under control of bureaucrats. So our local school boards 
for the most part, and our parents are, uh, have been kept cut out of the loop on this. So, uh, again, we've got to restore limited constitutional government. And, again, these, this contract was we the people are going to delegate the power to the government. We want to remember that. Furthermore, the Declaration, our Declaration of Independence, says when government becomes destructive to the ends for which it is established, the safety and happiness of the people, then is the right of the people to alter it and institute a new government. Folks, I pray this never happens. I love our United States Constitution and um, the freedom it's given us, but we have to restore those political principles, as I've mentioned a few times now. It's our duty as citizens, as parents, and as grandparents. We must be compelled um, to protect over the next generation and to leave an inheritance to our children's children of that of freedom. Um, Moving on. to this, if not, we'll have absolute depotism, and uh, that is a lot of power that they'll wield. And what the founders believe, and this is sort of suspect, not by the founders, but what's happening today, they believe that um, as long as America, the courts are operating honestly and openly, and that we have free and fair elections are proceeding, then therefore we should have no right to abolish or alter our United States Constitution. But there's a lot of talk today whether we do have open courts, fair courts, which are operating in free and fair elections. So, folks, we have to keep an eye on this. And um, I think the word of the day would be prudence. Prudence is using our wisdom in a timely manner. And so we want to make sure we exercise our civic responsibility with prudence and with uh, diligence, folks. Another signer, James William, uh, James Wilson, signer of the Constitution as well as the de- uh, Declaration of Independence and one of the first justices of the Supreme Court says this, the great natural law of self-preservation cannot be repealed, superseded, or suspended by any human institution. Lincoln says something, and this is why we have to be active involved. Abraham Lincoln once remarked, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bait you. I'm going to save you that remark right after our commercial. So we'll be back in a few seconds, and we're going to talk about Abraham Lincoln. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Springtime is just around the corner. Soon, it'll be time to get back outdoors and soak up a little sun. And we need it. So why not enjoy the outdoors with the things you love in the field, or the range, in the lake, or even in the stream? It's a great time now to get stocked up with the gear you need. Turner's Outdoorsman is California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971. And it even has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and member specials sent directly to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman's, savings you deserve on the gear you need. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. By AskDefensive.com. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man. Yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. 
Welcome back to the firing line. Again, I'm your host, Mike Morrell. Mr. Naaman is out today. Okay, so Abraham Lincoln says this, whoever molds public sentiment goes deeper than he who enacts statutes or pronounces judicial decisions. So where do we go from here? have a couple of things I want to talk to you about, folks. Uh, the first is words matter. We must speak out. When we speak truth into people, lives, things change. Being silent only emboldens darkness. This politically correct speech has been around for millennials. They call it different things, but here's what it's there for. They know they cannot win the argument, so they do everything they can to keep us silent and shut us up. But that's why words are important. We have to tear down every pretension that sets itself up against anything that's evil or dishonest. And think about your greatest statesmen or stateswomen in history versus an ordinary politician. What did they have in common? One of the main things is they always took on the most difficult, toughest issues of their time. They feared God more than they feared any man. I think about Churchill taking on Hitler. And um, he had read Hitler's book in 1930s on Mein Kampf that he knew Hitler wanted world power. And he talked about this at the time up and down the British Isles. But the British people that just came out of World War I, so they put Chamberlain in charge. Chamberlain was a moderate, a compromiser, and he kept making peace treaties with Hitler, which eventually Hitler took in, evaded Czechoslovakia three weeks after they signed that peace treaty there. Then he was headed for France, and the British people know it was a matter of time that Hitler was going to invade Great Britain. So who did they draft back in the service? The man who had always been telling them the truth, and that was Sir Winston Churchill, who went on to save the British Empire and most of the Western world. Also, I think about Abraham Lincoln in 1857. Consider this. Slave Dred Scott had taken his case all the way to the Supreme Court and lost. He was still going to be called a slave. A year later, Abraham Lincoln runs for the U.S. Senate against Stephen Douglas and makes slavery his top issue, and he loses that race. Two years later, Lincoln comes back to run for the president. It wasn't, didn't take one or two, but it took three rounds of votes for Lincoln to finally secure the nomination because people feared in the party this was going to be his issue and they didn't want to lose that, the presidency. But Abraham Lincoln went on to win the presidency and the rest is history, folks. Um, and that's why they called Churchill and Lincoln statesmen. These folks always take the toughest issues and they talk about him. That's why our words are important. Second thing, too, it's a good time, folks, for us to pray, for God to heal our land. I want to share a scripture with you. It says, The fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. The word fervent means to pray with passion and intensity, folks. And so we have to be doing that, not just for us, but for future generations, because our world is becoming a dark place. And then thirdly, we must restore those political principles which I mentioned early. Because of those Constitution and Declaration, America was the first nation in all of human history to ever have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, um, freedom of property rights, even to own a piece of property, and to be governed by consent, and also our Second Amendment for the right to bear arms. No other nation had this type of freedom before. Plus, we prospered financially. So again, we want to relearn those things and institute them back into society day because they are not, um, as they say, living documents. And so um, please keep that in mind. I want to also go on another important part. It's one reason I wrote my book. I'm not here just to sell a book. I love my family. I care about the next generation. I have eight grandkids and another grandchild in escrow, you might say, uh, due to close escrow here coming up in September. And, and my, my fear is, is what kind of a, a America are we leaving them? I grew up in such a wonderful time of freedom. Uh, family stayed together. Uh, I could roam around all part of the city without fear of being uh, molested or shot. And, you know, I want the same freedoms for my kids this, uh, and, and, and the same opportunities. And we're losing them in America. But, but here's one of the things. We need, we need a solid and fair government, but also we need, a, we need solid, strong families, foundations to make for a stronger America, folks. And so we've got to 
uh, protect over our kids. And, and that's why when I believe I've been, like all of us, we've been placed here for a purpose. And so since terming out of the California Senate, I did uh, consider what's next, and Phil told me to share this. Um, and that's where my book came up with The Road to Restoring the Family. It was my best attempt to lay out sound solutions uh, mentally, spiritually, morally, educationally, marriage, finance, as well as political uh, politics and how to defend our country and restore those political documents. I think this book um, is timely because many parents are angst up um, and they're nervous about the future. And if you do get this book, you can get it on Amazon, and I just hope it'll enrich the lives of you and your loved ones. And so what do we go from next? Well, there was a pastor years ago from Germany who happened in 1939 to be in New York. His name was Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And Dietrich left um, the cushiness of New York being in a seminary and went back to Germany to fight against Hitler because Dietrich Bonhoeffer believed the person of faith should be where the flames are the hottest. And I got to tell you, I, what better place than to advocate for our family and our country than right here in California? Because we've heard the saying, as California goes, so goes the nation. Folks, if you haven't you hauled it out of here yet, perhaps you've been placed here for a purpose, to stand in the gap and to advocate for our country for future generations. And I will say this, I do believe as California goes, so goes the nation. So those people who are leaving for other states, Look at this wave of immorality and big government is going to follow into these other states. And it is happening. And so we have to stop it here and preserve and, again, reinstate those political principles which made our country the most wonderful country in all of human history. So I want to go back in the time a little bit and give some closing thoughts on uh, our duty and our responsibility to, to, to protect over our Second Amendment rights, protect over our Constitution, and to advocate for our family. And I want to tell you a little story about Sir Winston Churchill. Think about this. During the dark days of the London Blitz, Winston Churchill and the city of London was bombed for 57 consecutive nights. Can you imagine the angst those people must have had? Those days when Nazi Germany was bombing London were much darker and much worse than what today is here in America. There's still a lot of hope for America. As long as we can pray, we have hope. As long as we're willing to speak out, we can have hope. And so Sir Winston Churchill was one of the few who would not go into the, his bunker while they were being bombed. He wanted to be out amongst uh, his people and show his people he had no fear of Germany. A little crazy, but I love that man. <laughs> and so let me just close with what Sir Winston said to the people of Great Britain. And I think these words are just as applicable to us today here in the United States. So I hope you'll appreciate Sir Winston's words, Sir Winston's words, and his wisdom to us. And please keep these thoughts in your mind, if you will. Here's what he says. Our future and that of many generations is at stake. We are sure that the character of human society will be shaped by the resolves we take and the deeds we do. We need not bewail the fact that we have been called upon to face such solemn responsibilities. We may be proud and even rejoiced amidst our tribulations that we have been born at this cardinal time for so great an age and so splendid an opportunity of service here below. Folks, if we're still breathing, we have duty and service that we need to render back to God, our country, and our family of service here below. Because there is a lot of opportunity. When people speak out and they stand up um, we usually win. But when we retreat, no one wins. I'm on the board of Arizona Christian, a trustee member, and one of the largest school boards over there, because it was a Christian school, removed our student teachers. I want you to know, we stood strong, 
we uh, sued them and we won and uh, our students are back able to teach in those schools. By the way, I think it was over 25 of those principals uh, wanted our students back in those schools uh, student teaching because they're very good. Well, look, at this wraps up our session. Again, I am honored to be your host, Mike Morrell, and uh, Philip will be back soon and uh, here on Firing Line. So enjoy your day. And the book is The Road to Restoring the Family, Leaving an Inheritance to Our Children's Children. And that can be found on Amazon. And I hope you'll go there. I hope you'll read it. I hope you'll like it. And I hope you'll leave a positive comment. Thanks again for your time. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show, Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo. But the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask, kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, Ask stands for Attitude, skills and knowledge and that's what they focus on at ask defensive training sean has basic courses for a first-time gun buyer if you're not familiar with your firearm you want to be able to use it safely perfect place for that he has also additional courses for defensive handgun advanced handgun and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low light situations bring your mag light so folks check them out at askdefensive.com ask defensive.com for a schedule of classes he's got a great store in there too so buy what you want train what you want askdefensive.com inflation 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 hi there philip Naiman from cornerstone christian wealth management professional investment advice with a christian worldview you've all heard it it's all over the news the fed has raised interest rates and may continue to raise them in the future when the federal reserve said inflation was transitory we now know it's a stiff reality so how does that affect you well financing anything will be more expensive but if you're able to invest with these higher interest rates things may finally be in your favor Financial institutions have been slow to pass on higher interest rates to investors. We don't have that problem. If you're looking to take advantage of today's higher yields or even an improvement on your money market yields, please give me a call, 909-406-1144, 909-406-1144, or schedule an appointment at cornerstonecwm.com, cornerstonecwm.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.